Hi, my name is Lisa. This is my dad, Roy. Welcome to King Worldwide. Hello, everybody. We're continuing on this most wonderful topic of training our spirit, part three. Go ahead. Recently, we have introduced mm -hmm. several prerequisites to training or developing our spirit. <clears throat> the first one was meditating on the word. The second one was practicing the word, being a doer of the word. And I was prepared just a few days ago to introduce the third prerequisite. Praise How the Lord. However, but the Lord stopped me and said, talk about when one is up against the wall, what do they do? So that's what we're going to do. Awesome. Now, What's up against the wall? You, you don't have any choice. I mean, you're up it against... It looks uh, like in the natural, you don't have, you, like, you don't you're have, stuck. You don't, you don't have a way out. So... When we're, when we're up against the wall, we don't start begging God to break through it. I think that's an important point because I think the tendency is to say, Oh, God, help me. Help, take me through this. And you're going to hear what he says. So we don't start begging God to fix it, to, fix it, to break through the wall for us. Mm -hmm. That's not the way he works. He'll give us the plan. He'll give us the power. And he'll guarantee the victory by us speaking and acting on the word. He's already done everything. So he's when we already get that done mindset, everything. It helps. He's, he's already done everything. And we, and we can beat down the doors of heaven asking him to come out and do more. But he's going to say, speak. I've already given you the authority and the power. And if you'll speak and if you'll use it, and act on the word, the word right. then therefore you'll accomplish the same thing that Jesus did here on the earth. If there's no relationship though, speaking words won't matter, right? Yeah, okay. yeah I might, go ahead, I might give, That's a, it. I might give an analogy. Go, go ahead. I know that was, oh, with the scripture? Yeah, here's the scripture. Oh, okay, scripture. Okay, First Timothy 6, chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, and we're reading two translations. The first translation is NLT, and I'll tell you the second one in a minute. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. Okay, the second translation is Christian Standard Bible. But you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Okay, when we are breaking through the wall, we must be unreasonably committed. Mm -hmm. Take these two translations and we'll tie them together as far as just natural examples. Proverbs 4, verses 7 through 9. The first translation is from the New Living Translation. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment or understanding. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. The second version translation is from the Contemporary English Version. The best thing about wisdom is wisdom herself. Good sense is more important than anything else. Good sense or understanding. If you value wisdom and hold tightly to her, great honors will be yours. 
It will be like wearing a glorious crown of beautiful flowers. And this wisdom is from God. It's not natural, intellectual, or human reasoning. Wisdom, capital W, is from God. So what are some examples of being unreasonably committed? That's what, that's what Paul invites us to do in his letters there in the New Testament. He invites us to be unreasonably committed. In other words, be focused as far as what we're doing or what we're saying now. Make it number one priority. Yeah, here, here are a couple examples. Um, a music major in college. How many hours per day do you anticipate that they practice their craft or their art in music? Eight, I would say, at least. A bunch. Olympic skaters or Olympic athletes. Mm. How 10, long do they, they, do they spend as far as pursuing their, their goal and their dream? Many hours. They don't take, the point is this, they don't take 10 minutes here or 10 minutes there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's and, all the time and, and work it in what they do. Their goal is to be, let's take the Olympic skater. Their goal is to be Number the best in the world as far as this. And they eat, sleep and breathe it. Correct. And, and as a result, they put in the effort, they put in the effort as far as in order to accomplish the skill and the speed. And that's what they do. Here's another college athlete. You take any college athlete mm -hmm. that is good. I'm not talking about somebody just that just kind of playing around. But any, any college athlete that is reason, I mean, is really good is that, and you can think of some in all sports, is that they are dedicated. They're dedicated, unreasonably committed, and and it's unreasonable to those that are not pursuing it. It's unreasonable to those who. Don't understand well, they, they a think, dream. They think they're weird. They, they think they're weird. They think they're crazy. They yeah, think they're why, even. If they think they're you, not good enough. Why are you spending so much time on this when you could be out partying or doing but other things? But that's the liar speaking through them. Well, that's true, and uh, but that'll separate the difference at that point as far as somebody unreasonably committed as compared to somebody who who's not. Now. Why do they why do they do this? These few examples and you think me, why do they do it? They do it because they're unreasonably committed to their goals. They have their own respective goals, and we've named two or three examples here, and they're so committed on it, committed to it, is that that is their total focus. Now, how about this? How about we be we be. How about we be that way relative to God and His Word? Amen. Let me let me give you an example. I'm gonna tell you exactly when this came up. This came up at one about one thirty this morning. Glory to God. Is that I was kind of awake for some reason, but be that as it may. And uh, <laughs> that little term, be that. Yeah, as be it. that as it may. A good friend of mine introduced that to me, and um, uh, he said you introduced to him. Well, whatever. But I probably did. But picture if you have a bucket. We've not talked about this. If you have a bucket and it's full of dirt. I'm talking about a, a bucket maybe like that tall. That, like uh, a foot tall? Uh, not, not quite. That you'd use at the beach. Use at the beach as far as get shells and beach whatnot. Bucket. Maybe Maybe eight or ten inches tall. Something like okay. That. Let's, say, let's say it is full of dirt. 
or sand since you said beach. Wait a minute. Okay, Wait dirt. Wait a minute, dirt. And what you want to do is that you want to put sand in the bucket. White sand, like from the beach. What do you have to do? And we're gonna make the Such analogy. A good, good we're gonna make the analogy here. It, I mean, it's you have to rid point. the dirty dirt. You've got to get rid of the dirt in order to put the sand in there. Now, here, here's the application here, and it's the number one, in my opinion, it's the number one weakness of the body the of Christ. Christ. The body of Christ. Hmm. I really do. The the dirt in the bucket. Hmm. is really what we spend our time on with our natural senses. True. Now, who's the God of our natural senses? Satan, God is natural world. It's the same, it's the same spirit, this God of the world, and the, the, is the administrator of everything that takes place uh, in, on the earth. The curse. So, you have the bucket, and let's say that that is the contamination that you put through your eye gates, through your senses, into your mind. Bucket representing your mind. And so your mind is full of dirt, contamination, worldly things. Natural, right. And you, you, go, you go to church or you go to a spiritual conference and they're teaching as far as God's word. Yep. Why is it that it doesn't settle in? There's no room. The bucket <laughs> is full of, of contamination. And junk. And as a, and I think it's a number one, I think it's a number one weakness. Wow, with, isn't that what King Worldwide started about? That's exactly right. One that's, thing I'm going to say that you said, though, and just so you can help those that are listening, a long time ago you said, people are not going to put that much time into the Word. Well, most people aren't. I know, but the thing is, you kept saying that there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. How? What changed for you? How did you realize that the Word of God is number one priority? It's here, a life. Here, here's what changed: is that the lack of results in life for you? Yeah, I, I, I was very, I've always been very results oriented. You put the effort in. I'm talking about the natural. Put the work, put the uh, the effort or work in, and if you do it right and you do it mm -hmm. long enough, you'll get the results. Well. The in see a lot of people, a, a lot of people. Well, let me back up. I've been to a number of conferences, spiritual conferences, and I've seen a lot of people come and go. Now, why is it since I mean the purity of the word is taught from some of the generals of faith, why is it that they don't keep coming back? Why is it that God's word doesn't settle and start to take over where that they can go ahead and advance? Because in they don't understand they have to eliminate or block contamination. They period. They got to get rid of the dirt. It out has of the, to be out of the bucket. That's that's exactly what you what's got to be done. Putting more word in will do that, but if you're not conscious of blocking it or conscious of the change, it won't happen. You can put, in my opinion, you can put more word in. But if you're inundated, full, working in the world uh, it, uh, of natural reason, reasoning, thinking, and having deposits come in from where you spend your time, maybe TV, uh, sports announcers, even coworkers, maybe social work, work I mean, special media, whatever social media, wherever it's coming from, is that 
that's the, that's what's filling up the bucket. And that's the reason why I found out for me, that's the reason why that when I heard God's word <clears throat> preached is that it didn't have much effect for me because the bucket was full of contamination. And but then, you didn't and, see it. Wait a minute. And then when the contamination got lowered, it, it, it was less and less, then more of the word had an impact because it stuck. There was more room for it. There was room for it. That's exactly right. Right. And, and so the bottom line of that for all of us, I think, is to monitor and be careful. Acknowledge the truth how first. Much, how yeah. much time we spend in natural things here on earth? How much, how much think time do we spend? And just a caveat, if you are working a natural job, which most people should be because that's what God needs us in the marketplace, it can be done because the anointing of God can part protect your conversations. Even though you're in the natural, I was in sales for two years from 5 a, well, from 8 a.m. to about 9 p.m. Plus taking a tithe of my time in the word. So I was in the natural. However, because I committed to the Lord, because I was fed up with this world and not having answers, just like you, I put the word in. So I still had to do my job. Right. So then how do you do that? You get in the word, you make it a priority. And if you do, then the Lord will start talking to you while you're on the job and start training you. That's of the world. That's a training God. and guiding. He trains and guides and, and see, on here, the job. Here's what happens in my analogy. When, when the dirt, when the dirt is removed, more and more of the dirt's removed from the bucket and you put more and more of the word in, then therefore that person is more susceptible to hearing the voice of the yes. Holy Spirit to guide them. And what took place with you was that you did, after you made your call in one doctor group, you went back to your car. Prayed, and you in, the prayed in the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide her as far as where to go. Now, if her bucket had not been... Emptied. Uh, yeah, basically... To the best I could. Yeah, virtually empty. No TV, no and, movies, and, no well, entertainment. I mean, you have you have some of that, but you got to find out what's going to really I control got rid you. of it for seven to ten days, and then ended up eating a year because I wanted results. So I wanted if, to hear from God. So if one if one is in the marketplace, doing their job and whatnot, they can do it. They're supposed they, to. They do it just like this, and that is is that they get they eliminate or significantly reduce the dirt, put in more and more of the word. And the more of the word that goes into their mind, into their heart and their spirit, the more they're going to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit. I am a living testimony of it. And you will be, what did you say? Unreasonably committed. People will say you're weird. I'll just tell oh. you. You, They'll say, why aren't you going out with us? Why aren't you doing things with us? Why are you a holy roller? I, I, had, I had one person at one time, mm. not going to say who, he said, Roy, you've lost your mind. And here's what I did. Yep. I said, well, thank you, because I have the mind of Christ, yes. which is 1 Corinthians 2.16, I think. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So right. it just depends on what you want. We wanted to hear from God. Yeah. And and you, if, if you want to hear from God. All the time. Without a doubt, what you have to do is to reduce the amount of dirt in the bucket. I think this I, is a great title. Reduce here. the dirt in the bucket. Yeah. We might do we might do a session just on it. All right, let's close up. 
if we're going to achieve strong spiritual excellence, we have to be un, uh, unreasonably committed to the Word of God. We have an enemy who's dedicated to destroying us. If we're going to be victorious, we must put ourselves in training and be unreasonably committed. And the results are beyond your imagination. I'm not just saying it. It's things have happened in my life in these 10 years that I cannot even explain in the natural of how wonderful, Victor, I'm not just saying it. it. It's an inner change and it's an inner peace that only came from spending time with God. It is beyond any natural possession. And if one hasn't experienced that, they cannot say they know what that feels like. But I'm here to tell you the results are far greater than what you think is great. No offense. Get, get rid of the dirt. In the bucket. Okay, bye.